If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50+, plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 47th time, I'm not Joe Flacco. Well, I'm definitely not Joe Flacco. I'm not not Joe Flacco on Instagram anymore. But I am not Joe Flacco. You Have you carry the two, divide by seven, not Joe Flacco. Welcome. This is Not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Second episode since I shut down the meme account. If you're looking for me, if you're wondering why you're seeing all your memes on Instagram are the exact same memes you can see on Twitter, it's because Not Joe is no longer putting out content on Instagram. Picked up a picked up a stage five clinger. Got a little creepy. Virgin. Stage five clinger had to dump the old IG account. Uh, temporarily deactivated. I hope, anyways. That'd be real. I, I meant to temporarily deactivate it. I should check on that. I should check on that. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to restart the thing and then shut it down and start it back up again. But I am back with actual football content today. Came across a IG post from Bleacher Report, Gridiron, BR Gridiron. Got me thinking, and you guys aren't going to believe this, but I was able to turn a Bleacher Report post with Reggie Bush in the picture into a podcast where I talk about no less than 349ers, including my number six best quarterback of all time, Steve Young. So we'll get right into that after. Is it El Gato or is that cat? What is goat in Spanish? We're just going to go with the goat. After the goat, Steve Young and why he would dominate in today's NFL. So BR Gridiron, this is Bleacher Reports NFL dedicated page, put up a post with probably inspired by the fact that Reggie Bush was in the news. Reggie Bush got reinstated to USC after 10 years, give, you know, after all the pay-for-play stuff came out. And they said, which former player would thrive most 
in today's game. And there's 886 comments. And let's see here. We got Sean Taylor. Fine. I don't I don't know why you'd pick Sean Taylor. There's plenty of good safeties. LT, Reggie Bush, Luke Keekley. Wait, what? Uh, Randy Moss, Deion Sanders, Walter Payton, Megatron, Mike Vick, Marino, Megatron, uh, Kaepernick, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, Jim, Bo Jackson, all over the place. And it got me thinking about the type of players that are more prevalent today than, say, when I first started watching football, or at least first started, like, really getting into it. And so, from a position standpoint, right, you've got the slot wide receiver. Because the three wide receiver set really didn't get popular until, like, the late 90s. I mean, you had the run and gun, or the run and shoot offense, but that was, you know, it was like four wide receivers. That was like real gimmicky. And only like one team, maybe two teams ran that. Um, and they weren't, you know, you uh, let's see here. So you got the slot wide receiver. Um, the third down running back, you know, that was, uh, you know, they had the pass catching running back. But, you know, that was more the guy that you put in on like real long downs. But now you've got, you know, like the Deion Lewis, the Darren Sproles types. Those just weren't as prevalent as they are right now. Um, athletic tight ends, right? Those are new, but there weren't really any of them prior to Shannon Sharp. So, you know, those guys are those guys are new right now. Um, on the defense, right? I mean, the the guys that, you know, it's like somebody puts LT in there. Sure. Um, but he might be less effective just because QBs aren't holding the ball as long as partly as a result of, of him. Right. So LT, you know, the counter to LT was the quick passing game, West coast offense. And now the quick passing game has gone bananas, right? I mean, breeze Brady, they don't throw the ball more than six, seven yards downfield at any given time. And so you've got, so then I was like, okay, what other position? And then I realized, you know, running mobile quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson just won the MVP this year. First time QBs rushed for 1,000 yards. And you may not know this or not, but I happen to have a special place in my heart for a certain running quarterback uh, by the name of Steve Young. And so I was going to go through four or five different guys that might have been, you know, that standout guy in this era that maybe had gone a little under the radar. And it probably would have been like a do-it-all, you know, like one of the early do-it-all running backs. Uh, and if we, if we were to just keep it to the guys that I spent the most time watching and, and come to mind off the top of my head, because, again, that's not where this pod is going. This is a Steve Young pod. And so for it to be, you know, but if you're looking at something kind of former 49er, do-it-all running backs, guys that can line up 
out wide Christian McCaffrey types, well, you'd have to go back to Roger Craig, who was the first guy to ever have a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. Uh, Ricky Waters was a wide receiver in college and ended up playing running back, kind of like the reverse path that you'd want anybody to take right now if they wanted to have a good contract, right? Or for a holdout to actually work. Hello, Melvin Gordon. Hello, uh, Le'Veon Bell. And welcome to Holdout City, Dalvin Cook. So there's your extra eight seconds of Dalvin Cook. So, but let's get back to Steve Young. Because I think we lose one because most of you were negative 15 years old when he was playing. And because he's not part of the, you know, he's not part of the all-time counting category, all-time counting stats brigade, right? So, you know, the Mannings, the Brady, Breeze, uh, Eli, Montana's up there, you know, but like all of these, you know, one, the quarterbacks from the 80s and 90s are getting pushed farther down because the game has changed and they're throwing the ball way more than they ever did. Um, But on top of that, um, you know, on top of that, Young didn't have a long career. He only really had an eight-year career, um, or an eight-year prime, anyways. And I wanted to put into context for you, young little whippersnappers, just how fucking brilliant he was, because he didn't play with a bunch of bums at a by at all. Like his competition. If so, what I did was I pulled 91 to 98. And that was basically when Steve Young became a full-time starter. And he had to have started 80 games in that period. And I just looked at everybody. And there's 14 names that pop up. Including Young, seven of them are Hall of Famers. So his contemporaries included six other Hall of Famers. Those are Dan Marino, Warren Moon, John Elway, Jim Kelly. Troy Aikman, who's the worst of the bunch, and three-time MVP Brett Favre. And I just want to rattle off where Young ranks for these eight years compared to all the, the rest of them. And again, including, there's six other Hall of Famers here. He's third in yards, second in touchdowns, first in touchdown percentage, second in interception percentage, so second lowest, first in QB rating, first in yards per attempt, First in wins. Oh, and by the way, the reason I thought of Steve Young for this is because in the history of the NFL, only three other quarterbacks have rushed for more yards per carry than Steve Young. That's Kaepernick, Mike Vick, I think Randall Cunningham's the third. So you're looking at and 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 Young isn't just slipping past these guys, these other Hall of Famers. If you just look at the completion per so it's like Steve Young's completion percentage looks is great. 66.73%. And you guys are sitting there going like, well shit. You know. Drew Brees, he's got a what is it, 67% career completion percentage? Career. Not just taking the, you know, the best eight years. But again, different eras. 
The other six Hall of Famers up here have a combined completion percentage during this same time period of 60%. Young outpaced them by 10%. He improved on Hall of Fame level play by 10 points. 10% of the, you know, 60 to 66. That's difference of six, which is 10% of 60. That's unreal. His yards per attempt, which back in the day wasn't a phenomenal stat. Like it just kind of wasn't looked at. It was yards and completion percentage and quarterback rating. But now we know that yards per per attempt is one of the best indicators for how good a quarterback is. Because you're pushing the ball downfield. You're being more efficient with the ball. You're throwing the ball deeper. You're putting more pressure on the defense. Young's yards per attempt, he's the only one from this time period over 8. He's at 8.27. In fact, the difference between him and second place is bigger than the gap between second place and 14th. Is that fucking crazy? He's so he's farther ahead of second place on yards per attempt than second place is ahead of 14. And again, all of these guys started 80 games. So when you're thinking about an era right now that protects the quarterback the way that it does, you know, Young retired after a massive concussion. That I've talked about on here. I can still see the play. Lawrence Phillips is blocking. Uh, he He's dead now. Um, think he killed himself or got killed in prison? I think that's the guy. I know who I'm talking about. Maybe it was a different guy that got killed in prison, but I'm quite certain it's the same guy. Uh, Lawrence Phillips is the running back in. Aeneas Williams, uh, Hall of Famer, I think now. Cornerback for the Cardinals. Blitzing off of the edge. Lawrence Phillips doesn't see him. Steve Young doesn't see him. Steve Young's career is over. Jeff Garcia takes over, and the rest is Jeff Garcia's career. That was the last game Steve Young ever played. Might have been like a Monday night game. Um, And uh, so you've got a quarterback that is already the most accurate quarterback of his generation. No slouch in any other category. Again, during this time period, no worse than third, and that's only in yards, but first or second in TD, TD percentage, interception percentage, QB rating, yards per attempt, and wins. And you protect him the way that they're protecting QBs. Now, if you want to know what would have happened to Drew Brees, you know, a not very mobile little quarterback, 20, no, sorry, not 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 to 30 years ago. I mean, Joe Montana only had a 13-year career, and he was bigger than Drew Brees. You know, Brady's playing for 24 years or some shit. Manning played for forever. Joe was done at like 34 due to injuries because that's how the Aikman retired due to concussions. Young, retired due to concussions. Montana, career cut short because of injuries. 
So you take today's era of protecting the quarterback, today's era of making offense easy. High score, it's the highest scoring, easiest time it's ever been to play quarterback. And you plug Steve Young in here. Oh, and by the way, he's going to rush for six yards a carry. 5.9, but you get my fucking point. So he's basically Mike Vick, Randall Cunningham, Colin Kaepernick with his legs. Oh, and also he's the most accurate quarterback of this era. And you're just going to plug him into an era where all of a sudden you can protect the quarterback better. And it's, and you can't fuck with the, you can't fuck with the receivers like you used to. Can't hit the quarterback like you used to. Can't hit him in the head. Probably a good thing for a guy who retired because of concussions. Steve Young should have been wearing a mouthpiece. Put that part on him. Uh, Your jaw plays a significant role in giving you concussions. But don't ever... There's a reason, Steve Young, not just from a homer perspective. There's a reason that Steve Young is higher in my top 10 than a bunch of other guys with more counting stats. He's one of only nine guys to ever win two MVP awards. This guy was the fucking man. And could just fling the ball wherever he wanted. And was far and away, for these eight years, far and away, the best quarterback in the NFL. And he's underappreciated because he got a, he got drafted into the USFL. Then when that folded, went to the went to the fucking Bucks. And then Bill Walsh traded for him. And then he sat. Bill Walsh traded for him in like 87. What did I tell you? His career didn't really get started until he was in 91. He started some games. But he never he never got to he had one double digit start season in 86 with Tampa Bay and he was and it was awful and he got to San Francisco and sat for 3 years started a combined no 4 years started a combined 10 games over 4 years and then finally had his first Double-digit start season in 1991 at the age of 30. So, do not sleep on Steve Young. If you plugged him in today, he would he he would be basically Drew Brees crossed with Colin Kaepernick. Except Drew Brees, except you know, with some MVP awards. So there's that. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.